The Traveler's Guide to Life. Tips for fulfilling life now until the end of the journey. Season 4, Roadmaps. Episode 7, Don't Be a Backseat Driver, The Art of Listening. Mm, this is one of my favorite topics. Yep, me this, too. This is a big thing. It's huge. Listening is, is a huge thing. As we were talking about roadmaps and putting it all together and compiling it, one of the big parts was, okay, when you get to this part, have a conversation with your healthcare proxy. Have a conversation with the person that's going to be your executor. Have a conversation and have a conversation. And as we were saying that, you realize you have the other person who has to listen. And that may be you because that person may be coming to you with their plans. Right. Or it could be your spouse or your kids or your, your best friend. Right. But listening is really a skill and a it's practice. Huge. And yep. not, a, not everyone is good at it. No. And and the challenge is if you are um, emotionally involved, this is your mom or your dad or your grandparents mm-hmm. or a good friend, that makes it even that more challenging because we we want them to do what we want them to do. Right. Well, it's the idea of being in the back seat and being the back seat yeah. driver because I know best. You yes. know, no, no, no. Don't take a right here. Go up and go to the roundabout and take the left and we'll go that way. And you're just going against their instincts and pushing it, and you're not listening to what's really happening on the journey when you're the right. backseat driver. Right. And you want them to kind of go off the road of the road that they're traveling they know best. Mm-hmm. And when you're telling them different directions, that just adds confusion to the whole situation. Right. And becoming uh, being a good listener when someone's talking to you about roadmaps is wonderful. But working now to become a better listener means when those moments happen that you're going to have that skill that you're going to hone it. And I find it to be a a very (laughs) eye-opening experience to really bring listening skills because I find a lot of us, when the other person is talking, we're rehearsing in our head what we're going to say as soon as the other person stops talking to inject our story, to inject our opinion, or we're, we're listening with judgment saying, I really cannot believe that she's talking about that again. Right, right, right. I thought we had made the decision not to go there anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, it's still there. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I think that um, truly listening is not simply listening to the words, but listening to what that person's trying to communicate with you. Right. Um, and sometimes it goes beyond words. Right. Um, and I often hear uh, the patient say, well, I'll do whatever my daughter wants to do. That's great. I want to know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still decisional. And what do you want? Oh, no, I'll, I'll do whatever. And it's like, no, what, what is most important to you? Right. Um, and having that conversation. Right. And, and ob- observing how they're saying it. Right. Body language. Right. And, and the being voice com- gets softer. Right. And, yeah. Right. And I think a, a big part of it is being comfortable with the silence mm, and yes. saying, well, what do you really want? Right. And not rushing in to fill it because we're uncomfortable with the topic. Right. And allowing that silence because that's an opportunity for growth 
and real exploration into some true feelings. It is. And when you allow for that silence and you think, oh, my gosh, I've put the duct tape on. I'm going to want to or I start moving my hands. When you sit there in silence, um, they, that person that you're talking to, is not noticing the silence. They're thinking about what, how they want to respond. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them that opportunity to think about it and then respond to you. Right. And I think a big, another big thing, and you know, I, it's easy for me to point to a younger generation, but I think we're all guilty of it now, is when we sit down to have these moments, whether it's the conversation about our roadmaps or just the conversation period, is to put away our distractions and our devices. Right. A lot of studies shown that even a phone face down on the table takes away from that conversation because if it moves or vibrates, you feel like the other person's going to stop listening to you right. if they were listening in the first place right. and go to that distraction. Right. So it's removing the distractions, turning off all those devices and being fully present. And it is a practice that we're, we have fallen out of we have. A, being accustomed to be fully present within that moment. Even right. when, you know, my kids used to come in the room when I was preparing dinner, I would still be looking at the vegetables I was chopping till I realized stopping what I was doing and looking at them was the only way I was truly going to hear what they were trying to say right. to me. Right, because you're busy trying to figure out how to get everything right. all and my, together. And my mind is doing yeah. everything else. Yeah. And no. I just I hear them, but I wasn't listening. No. And I think the other um, thing that we always have to consider is autonomy. Um, autonomy is not something, at least for older adults, that they're well-meaning doctors, um, their adult children, they want them safe. Um, and sometimes what they what they want the older adult wants to be able to do is self govern without knowing the consequences mm-hmm. for that. Um, how do we allow for that autonomy? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, the younger person doesn't want anyone taking their um, stuff away. Um, so why are we doing this to another? How do, how do we just be more open to listening to them? Um, and I think we assume um, that word assume is really a dangerous word. Right. Um, and I think we assume we know what, and I, I've i heard it for 30 years. I know my mother, I know what she would want, and she wouldn't want to go like this. Right. Um, but there's not a lot of alternatives. Um, she's dying. Her body is dying, mm-hmm. and there's not much more they can do, but she doesn't want it. Nobody wants us. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you have that conversation long before you're there in that moment? Right. So you know how to help yourself manage um, and navigate through all of that. Right. And it's difficult to start these conversations. Oh, and we know that. And I know in, in the Roadmaps uh, resource um, that we offer people prompts to ha- yeah. start the conversation. You know, I remember when grandma died and we didn't know what to do. I don't want that to happen to us. I want you to know these are my wishes. Right. You know, or I'm ready to talk about what I would want at end of life. Are you ready to hear it? And to come into the conversation with, and to release being, um, you know, having a specific outcome in mind, to be open and have that. So we give people prompts to get these difficult conversations started. And there's some great resources. The Conversation Project Online right. will help people do this because you're right. If the conversation is not held and we're waiting to the very end to do it, that's when there's complications and grief and regrets and confusion if you have these conversations ahead of time and the other person truly listens 
you're clearing the road of these obstacles. You're and also it's a clearing, clearer path. And you're also getting rid of unfinished business mm-hmm. in that process. Um, and unfinished business is a really hard um, sandwich to swallow right. at the end of life. Right. Um, and now you've had your opportunities to ask the questions. Um, and it, it is really actively listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you know, thinking about, oh, I've got so many things I've got to do when I, you know, get back home or whatever. Um, and it is really looking at that person, having that eye contact, mm-hmm. I think makes a huge difference. Um, some people are very uncomfortable with it, but a lot of people feel seen and they feel heard when you're doing that eye contact. Right. Um, and that takes practice to do that. It does take practice. And I think if people are listening and they're thinking, well, I can't have my conversation with grandma because she lives so far away. I'm not going to be able to do it. Do it on FaceTime. Yeah. You know, and just have it. And I find one of the most powerful things you can do when you're in that place of active listening is, you know, along with tolerating the silence, becoming comfortable is saying, what else? And allowing the conversation to further evolve because there's right. usually more and it can be wonderfully moving, heartfelt conversations if you allow the opportunity to ha- create the space for it. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't want to hurt their um, adult children. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in some ways, there's still that five year old looking at you. Mom, what am I going to do without you? I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the mom, you're trying to figure out how to do this gently. But at the same time, you want them to hear mm-hmm. what what you're saying. Right. And I think that presents a lot of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about what if this is what they want, this is what they want. Um, and there should be no judgment in that. Right. Um, and think about what you want and what people may say, oh, I can't believe you'd want to do that. Are you going to change your life to accommodate others or are you going to live your life to accommodate you? Right. Which is big. Right. So this is hand in hand with all the conversations that we encourage people to have as they work through the roadmaps resource. And best practices is to work on becoming a better listener today. It is. And we all have moments when we are hearing the chatter in our heads and not hearing the other person. It just, you keep on strengthening that muscle. Right. And you become a better listener. And you come back to it over and over right. again. This is all part of the Roadmaps for the Journey and online resource that you can find at www.hospiceslv.org. We want to thank the Potsdam Public Library for the use of their podcasting studio. I'm Linda Potter. I'm Mary Jones. We'll see you on the road. <laughs>